Welcome to Two Bookworms, <laughs> One Podcast, The Book Club Podcast. But today, we're talking about killer clowns. Yes. We're your hosts. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lacey. And fun fact, this is episode number 13. Ooh! <laughs> I didn't even count. <laughs> For Halloween week. Ooh. That's a full moon. During Mercury and retrograde. Isn't it like on Saturday too? The full moon? Yeah. Yeah, it's Saturday. I think it's that. I, I don't think it starts Friday. I think it starts Saturday. I'm going to turn crazy. They're not going to know what happens Listen, this weekend. I'm staying in the house because people are going to be nuts. Oh, crazy. I don't even want to think about how many cases are going to pop up after this. I really don't. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, people in my dad's neighborhood are still trigger treating. Yeah, we decided not to. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Just my microphone fell. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's one year out of our lives. Right. And so. I was trying to talk my dad into making one of those candy shoots. Uh-huh. He would not do it. So. <laughs> I, you know, the funny thing is I had mentioned to my mom that it I was thinking so about just cool. like softballing yes. candy out there, but it's still dangerous even, you know, cause we could be asymptomatic and not know. Who right. Knows. And then you're giving candy to people and they're touching yeah. kids. Or touching, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. But. We'll just leave it at that because yeah. not to everyone agrees. Exactly, exactly. Um, so let's do our second sweet. Yeah. What is your suck this week? My suck. It has been busy at work. Well, that's good. It's good. You got a job and you're making yeah. money and time but, goes by faster. But who likes to be really busy at work? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> no one. I mean. <laughs> Okay, you kind of do, but then you kind of don't, because when you don't, you can, like, chill. It's It's been, so, it's, like, more of a micromanaged situation this past uh, week. Okay. So, like, yeah, we've I had, like, everybody in our department has had to check in, like, every single hour, and it's really tedious. Like, what do you mean? Like, we legit have to check in with our boss every hour, like, send a message, like, we don't have any questions, we're all good. Ew. Yeah, which, you know, is simple enough just for me to keep my job, but it is. Well, then you have to remember because sometimes you're working and then you look up and like, oh, shit, it's been exactly. I need to drink. Or if you have a kid that's at home doing their school stuff, you can't keep track of their meetings yeah. and years. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I can see. Yeah, I can see where that sucks. Well, my suck is very sad to me because I've been in a really bad reading slump. Ooh. Like, I have not read anything except our current book since you and I last saw each other, which... It's not normal. No. I would have normally read, like, four books between yeah. now and then, but freaking Netflix. They uh, have some good stuff coming so out, right? So much stuff keeps coming out, and I'm like... I, I just... know. Okay, so I watched the whole entire first season of the show Evil. If you have not watched it... You, Lacey, this is right up your alley. It I is so freaking good. I, I think it's on my list, but right now I'm watching one called Hellstrom on Hulu. Oh, oh no, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And then, of course, so Steve and I started watching Bly Manor, which is disappointing. So disappointing. It is not scary like the first season. No. We're only like halfway through it, but. Now you know to look for ghosts in the background, yeah. and it's, they're weird looking yeah. ghosts. And Nothing jumps out at you. No. It's been really boring. Um, Unsolved Mysteries, the second half of Unsolved Mysteries came out. I have not started it yet, but I'm going to. I'm like two um, episodes in. What else have I been watching? Uh, I've been watching Great British Bake Off, which... Oh, I love watching I that one, too. And my brother-in-law was like, I think you'll 
really like it. And he's like, it's it's just so calming. So Steve and I have been watching that at night. We've also been watching Shit's Creek, which is my new favorite. I freaking love Shit's Creek. Show. Oh I've got to watch the last season, but I've watched I up until then. I love it. We're in the second season, and I'm like, David is my favorite. He's, he's so funny. But I also feel like um, some of those are written about my life. <laughs> Because some of the he stuff. He reminds me of you sometimes <laughs> with the things he says and how he says it. <laughs> Steve said, like, he's like, you're a mix between David and Moira. Because yeah. he's like, some of the shit that comes out of that mouth is some shit you would say. I know. She's like, my wig. Yes. And then so last night, she was like, I'm going to make my mother's enchiladas. Yeah. Okay. So, funny story. We went to my mom's house yesterday to ride bikes because she got a bike. So we're like a little bike gang. And she had made some enchiladas, like, and she was, she was like making us a plate. And I was like, this looks like my enchilada recipe. And she's like, oh no, not this. I found this on Pinterest. And I'm like, well, did you do like the shredded salsa chicken? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, mom, this is my recipe. I gave you this. <laughs> so then we go home and we're just watching Shit's Creek and it's the enchilada episode. <laughs> and Steve was like, this is you. I was like, no, mom, these are my enchiladas, <laughs> not your enchiladas. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Shit's Creek. It's so great. But so yeah, great. my reading suffering. So yeah, I already hit my Goodreads goal. So I'm just like. All right, what's your sweet for the week? My sweet is I'm loving this cooler weather. Yes, thank you. Even though I still wear flip flops over here. I don't care. You see, I'm still wearing my slides. (laughs) It, guys, it has been in the 50s, 60s this week. So nice. Beautiful. It's so nice. You can stay outside. I was outside like all day yesterday. Mm -hmm. It is so nice. Now at night, it's a little chilly. It's chilly, but it's perfect. I've been drinking hot chocolate. Mm hmm. Oh, this is so it. Good. This is why we live in Texas. Yeah. Through times like these. I know. I know. The guys I play with, they're all over in England. They're like, it's freezing. <laughs> You're having a light of fire and everything. I'm like, really? We're still in like the 70s. <laughs> but listen, some of these Texans are out wearing wool coats and shit. It's and I'm like, guys, it's, it's not that thin. cold. It's yeah. not that cold. Good Lord. My mom was like, it's too cold to ride bikes. And I was like, mom, yeah. I'm wearing a t-shirt and no jacket. That's what they make a sweater for. Okay? And once you start pedaling, you get hot. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Whatever. Well, my sweet for the week is I finally, after being with my husband for four years, got him to switch to iPhone. Mm-hmm. From Android to mm-hmm. iPhone. It sounds stupid, but listen, our relationship is so much stronger now. <laughs> Because we can communicate. Now you can share messages. Yes, on iMessage. And now he has an emoji. <laughs> and it's just opening up a whole new world for him. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was like, thank you for doing this for our marriage. Could also be bad for him. Like, who is messaging you? <laughs> so, with his Galaxy, it was like, sometimes he wouldn't get my text messages. Or, like, for some reason, my pictures, like the issue I was having with you the other yeah. day, my, his... He would never get my stuff, so we were constantly Facebook messaging, which, to be honest, I've been wanting to get rid of Facebook for a while. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a bunch of shit. It's a bunch of downers drama. right now. Yeah. But then I was like, well, there's some people, like family or friends. That's, that's the that only I, way you have to yes. connect with And them. I'm like, well, Steve wants to get rid of it, so now that he doesn't have to talk to me on Messenger, he's getting rid of it. But oh, yeah, Facebook is just, ugh just makes you feel bad about anytime you log in it's always like negative yes stuff. and then it makes you see people that you thought you knew in a different way and you're like i don't want to be friends with you anymore if that's how you really feel it's called uh, macbook now 
no longer Facebook, it's Nagbook. <laughs> but yeah, that's my sweet. He's iPhone now. Woohoo! Yeah. Okay, so guys and Lacey, bear with me because I have a lot of corrections. It's okay. Corrections. We talk, we talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't want to say corrections. Kind of like I researched some things we had talked about and wanted to clarify for everyone. So I have a long list. We're going to get to Clown in a Cornfield, but let's just get through this. So the first thing is kind of funny. I'm always bitching about my tires um, because they're filled with like nitrogen instead of oxygen. And I was having a really hard time finding a place to fill mm-hmm. them up. So I called the Jeep dealership, which the place that I bought it from is kind of far away. But there's a Jeep dealership really close to my house. So I called them and I was like, hey, you know, I plan on getting my car service with you since you're right here. And she's like, well, did you buy it from us? And I was like, no. She goes, okay, well, then it'll be $10 a tire to fill them up. It what? And I was like, excuse me, 40 months of- Why does it matter if it's the same dealership? Thank you. And I just told you I'm going to be getting all my service with you, like oil, like everything. Yeah, why can't you just top it off? Thank you. And I was like, um, no thanks, bye. And I was like, no, not doing that. Discount Tire does not have that kind of pump. They sell tires, but they don't put nitrogen in them. Oh, my goodness. The only place I found, which was actually awesome, was Costco. And they actually have a self-pump where you do it yourself. You go enter, like, your whatever your tire pressure is on the machine, and then you hook it up to your tire, and it automatically stops. And pro tip, we actually got a Costco membership because Steve's been wanting one for a really long time. Um, but there's no one out there like checking. So if you don't have a membership and you need some nitrogen in your tires, you could just put it in. If you can pick up what I'm putting down, just put it in. Just put it in. Just put it in. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm gonna let her out because my dad's making her dinner. Okay, we're gonna pause. We gotta let the dog out. Okay, elevator music. <laughs> we had to let the dog. Lacey's dog Sugar could hear her dinner being made in the kitchen, and she was like. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Okay. Next correction. On the last episode when we talked about practical magic, mm-hmm. I kept saying Gary was from the attorney general, but he's from the DA's office, not ah. the attorney general. He's an investigator for the DA's office. Um, also. Wasn't he like a Lone Star Ranger in the movie or something? So like that? actually in the movie, he does say DA's office, but he does have the badge. Yeah, the star badge. Which... He's a Lone Star. He's for the DA, but it's like he can't arrest you because he's not a cop. But he can tell the DA, hey, they did this shit. So you like yeah. you can call the cops and arrest them. So he doesn't really have like authority, yeah. but he's reporting back to the people that do. Yeah. Makes so sense. Um, also regarding practical magic, because we were like, hey, why does the movie have the curse and the book doesn't? Alice Hoffman did not work on the movie. She sold the rights. Someone else produced it. Um, Well, it worked out really well, even though she wasn't in on it. But I would still like to know, did she take the curse from the movie and add it in later to the other books? Because that curse was not in Practical Magic, the book. No, not at all. And I could not find it anywhere like that discussed that. She must have. She had to. She was like, hey, that's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. Um, Lacey mentioned the Queen of the Damned last time, uh-huh. and we were kind of unsure of what series that was in. So Queen of the Damned is in the Vampire Chronicles. Okay, so it is part of Lestat. It, they else. all follow Lestat, yeah. and there are 13 books by Anne Rice. 
there's a lot. She's like actually trying to sell the rights. Um, and Hulu passed on it. Oh. Yeah. So she apparently also, like when Interview with the Vampire was made, I believe by Paramount, um, she, like, I guess when studios buy movie rights to books, they only buy them for like a certain number of years. Yeah. And then they didn't do any, like they did Queen of the Damned, I guess, and then didn't do anything else with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because she owns the right, they reverted back to her. So that's why she's trying to like sell it to Hulu and shit. So I wish Hulu would have picked it up. Hulu does horror justice. I will say, they I do. mean, yeah, The Handmaid's Tale is really good, and that's a book that that's a book that they made into a show. Well, and some of their like I've heard original, Little Files Everywhere is really good. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't either. But their their scary original series on Hulu is good, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like they're all so good. Oh, by the way, all my research came from Goodreads. And Wikipedia. Um, next thing. This is actually really, really cool. So, I think like, I think it was you that mentioned... Uh, Vlad, is it Vlad the Destroyer? Vlad the Impaler. Oh, the Impaler. Yeah. Was the inspiration for Dracula? Yes. Okay. So, wait till... Oh, sorry. This um, <laughs> is horrible to cut in because I was just like, wait till you hear this. Also, my Alice Hoffman information came from an article by BookBub on, this was released May 26, 2020. It actually doesn't have the author's name. That's where she talked about um, she didn't work on the film. So, don't want to get sued for that. Okay, now back to Vlad the Impala. Okay. Fun fact. How is Prince Charles and Queen Elizabeth related to him? So this is an article on cbsnews.com. I will go ahead and read it to you. So in an upcoming TV show to promote his interest in Romania's Transylvania region, Britain's Prince Charles claims he is related to Vlad the Impaler, who gave rise to the Dracula vampire stories. Apparently, so is his mother, the Queen. The heir to the British throne said genealogy shows that he is related to Vlad, giving him a stake in the future of Romania. The prince has long worked to conserve the forest and has has bought a home in the Transylvania... This is like a tongue twister. In the (laughs) Transylvania region. The link, it appears, is his great-grandmother, Mary of Teck, who was grandmother to Britain's current ruler, Queen Elizabeth II, and was queen during the reign of King George V. Uh, please forgive me because I do not know I'm going to pronounce this right. A Wartenberg princess, Mary, the woman for whom the liner Queen Mary was named, was believed descended from two of Vlad's sons. Vlad the Impaler, the cruel 15th century Romanian warlord who helped inspire Bram Stoker's 1897 vampire novel Dracula, got his nickname from his favorite method of execution. Mm-hmm. His reputation for sadism and torture made him a legend in his own time. His victims have been estimated in the tens of thousands. So everyone knows I'm obsessed with the royal family. So I was just Googling Vlad because you mentioned him. And I think you mentioned it was in a book or something that he had an affair with Queen Victoria or something. Yeah, it was it was one of the Edgar Allan Poe books. Okay, so that's why I like whenever I listen and I'm editing, I like write down things to like elaborate on and that was one of them so then when i saw prince charles related i was like holy oh, shit <laughs> so um the next king of england could be king dracula i'm just saying hey. maybe he's a vampire i don't know 
MI6, please do not come for me. This is just speculation. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Next, our good friend Joanne. Joanne. Our fave UK listener. We were like eating this amazing chocolate. And we oh threw it goodness. out there in the universe. Yes. We were Kit like, Kat chunkies are where it's they're at. so good. We were like, why is this so good? And she wrote back and she said, hi, girls. Love the latest episode and the shout out to me. In answer to your question about British chocolate, our chocolate has both a higher cocoa percentage and higher fat value, making our bars significantly creamier and more chocolatey than yours. U.S. chocolate has far more sugar and is a bit more candy-like. <laughs> she put it's frankly disgusting. <laughs> so we win the chocolate off, but you guys have half and half, which is amazing that we can only buy on Amazon for a ridiculous sum of money. So we're about even, I'd say. Looking forward to the next episode. Love, Joanne. So I was like, wait, half and half, like half milk, half half whipping cream. Like they don't have half and half over there? I know. That's weird. I guess you have to mix your own. They have milk and they have cream. I don't. Why do they why not don't, have yeah, half and half? Yeah, why don't they make it? Because that's like a... <laughs> That's a sauce base, you know? Steve was, he was like, they don't have half and half? I what? used half and half in my soups and my sauce bases and so many huh. things. So you use like half and half instead of heavy cream? Yeah. And like what, what's the, like what does it do? Like why do you do that instead of just using heavy cream or whatever? I don't know. It doesn't come out as, as thick. Like it's not hmm, as thick. Probably less it's not cows a, Yeah, it's too. not as calorie ridden. It's not as fat hmm. content. Well, listen, guys, if you have a chance to get you some British chocolate, do it. Kit Kat so Chunkies. Kit good. Kat Chunkies. Okay, this one's also really cool. Sorry, guys, we're still on corrections. It's going to be a long episode. That's okay. We're we here for the ride, guys. Mentioned, I mentioned my friend telling me about not letting anyone get a hold of your hair. Yes. And I didn't know if it was voodoo or hoodoo or both. Or both. So I talked to her. I have a ton of info for you on that if you're interested. It's Halloween. It's perfect time. So, it is voodoo. And her grandmother was from Louisiana. So, Real Louisiana voodoo. is... Backwoods the, Yes, yes. So, she said, hair is your virtue. And I come from a family that believes your hair is a sacred part of your being. My grandma always told me that if you let people get a hold of your hair and blood, they can run you crazy mentally. It happened to my grandma once. My grandma had this long hair down her back like to her butt, and she would always brush it with the same brush and put it on her dresser. She didn't always clean it out every time. So plenty of, like, strands were in the brush. And she said, my granny's hair in the front of her head started coming out in, like, plugs. She was, like, bald to the skin, oh like, goodness. all on the front of her head. And she said, well, my grandpa wasn't a good man. And he would have my grandma and the kids go to his mother's house every Thursday and stay until that coming Sunday. Well, one time before she went, this lady stopped her car in my grandma's yard and asked to speak with her. She told my grandma, every time that your husband takes you to your mother-in-law's house on Thursday, he brings another woman to stay in your house with him during that time. Ooh. And my grandma didn't believe her. And the lady said, well, I know why you wear that scarf around your head because your hair's coming out in the front. And my grandma's like, how do you know that? And the lady told her that the other one that stays there takes her hair out of her brush and has been putting it in a jar in her backyard under the porch. And her hair's falling out and growing in that jar instead. And my grandma was like kind of iffy, but the lady said, if you don't believe me, it's under your back porch. And the lady left. So my grandma went and found the jar exactly where she said, and there was so much hair in the jar. And the lady told my grandma, if you find the jar, take the hair out and burn it and your hair will start growing again. And she did exactly what the lady told her, and her hair started coming back. 
Ooh. So her grandma always, this is, I'm so, I'm still reading this for my friend. Um, so my grandma always said, if I go to a salon and get a cut it, and it's a lot of hair, take it with you and burn it. Um, because even if like a bird gets a hold of your hair and they build a nest, it'll cause you really bad headaches. So she said, I, um, my friend had, the reason all this started is because she had really long dreadlocks and she cut them, like shaved it like to the head Mm -hmm. and kept them. And someone we worked with was like, Hey, can I buy those from you? Because like, it would be better than using like synthetic hair because this is real hair. And she was like, no, absolutely not. So, um, once she moved back to Arkansas, she burned her old dreads and she said, I kept it hidden in my closet for three years and then I just got a chance to burn it and I felt better. Um, she said, your hair is your virtue and the Bible tells you that people donate their hair, but I would never donate my hair. Um, and then she said people in Louisiana practice voodoo for real. So I don't really associate with a lot of them because they're crazy and they believe in cursing people and putting spirits on you. And I don't want any spirits on me. Yeah, because I've heard, like, if you go out there to visit, don't even buy the little voodoo dolls that they sell. Oh, because they're probably real? Yeah, because, like, sometimes things are attached to them and everything. She said one time she went to this church with her parents as a kid, and they were praying over a spirit. They were praying a spirit of this lady, and she was talking weird and crawling under the pews and shit, and it was creepy. And the pastor would keep saying pray because the spirits when they release can jump into you if you don't cover yourself and oh, she's like man. I haven't been back since that shit happened oh, man, man. so <laughs> if you're not familiar with voodoo um, I have this pulled up on Wikipedia Louisiana voodoo also known as New Orleans voodoo describes a set of spiritual beliefs and practices developed from the traditions of the African diaspora in Louisiana it's sometimes referred to as the Mississippi Valley voodoo when referring to its historic popularity and development in the greater Mississippi Valley, it's um, one of many incarnations of African-based spiritual folkways rooted in West African. How do you say that? I don't want to say it wrong. D-A-H-O-M-E-Y-A-N. Voodoo. So... Dahomian? Dahomian? Yeah. Dahomian? Something. (laughs) Sorry. Please don't. Don't. Don't hex me. I'm just trying to educate (laughs) people about it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's why you should always burn your hair. If you get your hair cut, take your hair with you. Last thing on my list. Druids. Yes. Okay. Her Wikipedia. Back in the day, a druid was a member of the high-ranking class in ancient Celtic cultures. They were best remembered as religious leaders, legal authorities, lord keepers, medical professionals, and political advisors. But they often get, like, entwined with magic and stuff. So there's this dude that answered this question on Quora. And he said that basically... Druids now are kind of like different than they were back then. I think back then they were just like, like it said, doctors, philosophers, things like that. Yeah. Um, but this, he's like talking about witchcraft. So I think now Druids are probably a little different. He said it's not an exact copy of ancient practice. Um, they know little of what they actually believed and did. So it's kind of like evolved into its own. Own thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's Druids. Her Wikipedia and 
Quora. God, that was a lot of corrections. I'm out of breath, you guys. I'm sorry. That was like 20 minutes. But it's fine. It's, it's right. like cool stuff to know. Also. And it's good to actually know. Yeah, it is good to actually know. Um, So we're reading. Oh, today we're talking about Clown in a Corefield. By Adam Caesar. So Cesar. I messaged him. Did you? And he wrote back. Oh! <laughs> he seems like, he seemed like such a cool dude. I was like, okay, he'll probably write back because... Anytime someone posts about his book, he, like, comments on it. Ooh. And I was like, that is really, really cool. cool. So I messaged him. I'll read it to you. I was like, so I hope this isn't too weird of a question, but my podcast is covering your book for our next episode, and we were wondering the cool, correct way to pronounce your last name. And he's like, not weird at all. It's pronounced like the salad. Caesar, Thank okay. you so much for covering it, and I hope you enjoy it. So, Adam Caesar, okay. like the salad. We have this book called Clown in a Cornfield. That's what we're going to talk about today with our questions from OprahBookMag.com and a few of our own. Yes. So let me just start by saying, predicting, you probably loved this book. Oh, I loved this book. Okay. <laughs> the gore, the it details. Was great. I'm like, Lacey is probably fangirling over this book. Was it heaven. was a really good book. It was a really good like, book. I think it's safe to say it's probably the best book we've pitched for this podcast. I think it is, too. Perfect time to read it. And, you know, it being a young adult book, like, oh, my goodness. Oh, we'll get into that because I have thoughts on that. But, yeah, overall, I love this book. Um, it was – well, we'll get into it with our questions. But, yes, so we loved it. Um, not because Adam Caesar messaged us back or anything like that because Lacey didn't even know about that until no, I just told I her. No, I didn't. <laughs> so we really loved it. Um, first question: What was your favorite part of the book? Ooh. There were so many. <laughs> there were so many. Lacey's fangirling right now. Oh yeah, I, I was just—I didn't even. Grab I was my book. so surprised by this book. I Sorry, didn't expect to like it this much. I didn't expect it to be this good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. You know I'm prejudiced against young adults. Sorry, no offense. But yeah, when I first got it in the mail, because this was Lacey's pick for the month. So when I first got it and I saw young, I saw Harper Teen on the side, I was like, Lacey. Like this bitch. And then um, everyone on Instagram kept talking about it, which I was worried. I'm like, great, I'm probably going to hate it. Everyone loves it. And then I'm going to have to do a podcast about mm-hmm. this book that I don't even like. But um, it's great. It um, it really, really blew past my expectations. Yes. It. My favorite part, I think, was it reads like a freaking movie. Like it does. Okay. Your so typical quick, slasher movie. Synopsis. Oh yeah, give them a synopsis. Is this new girl moves to town? She finds out that these certain click kids have a YouTube channel where they're always pranking the townspeople. So, one night, they all go to a party, and somebody starts killing them all. And dressed as, pretty much dressed as a clown. Dressed as a clown. And it's like dressed their as their city's, mascot like, mascot. Because it was, like, they grow corn, and their, their, like, main job that was there was making that into corn syrup. There was, like, a huge factory that's now, like, closed. Yeah. So the clown was the mascot for the company, pretty much the town, because it kind of was like the main moneymaker for the town, yeah. but it was closed now. So 
She moves there with her dad after her mother kills herself. Overdoses. Yeah. That's, Overdoses. It yeah. doesn't really get too much into that. No, it touches on it, it a t- little yeah. later that she had, she chipped her tailbone, she took a pill, which turned into more pills, uh-huh. and turned into heroin. Uh-huh. And she moves there with her dad, because her dad is a doctor, and he has taken over, like, the town practice, because he's been in, like, Philadelphia emergency room the whole time they've been there, and he's, they just want, like, a fresh start, so he's going to be, like, a small town doc. Yeah. Which I would be pissed if my dad moved me in my senior year. I'd be like, without even talking to you, bro. I mean, he did. He, he but she was like, my, I know that my dad needs this. Yeah, she's true. like Bella Swan, like these selfless teens that are like, yeah, I know that I have to do something that I, I don't want. Like I'd be like, no. I mean, like you can I'm go to to BFE Missouri. First of all, <laughs> I didn't even know Missouri had cornfields. I thought that was like Kansas and Nebraska, but Missouri. Have you ever been to Missouri? Yeah, it's there's nothing. I call it misery. No offense, people. Missouri. <laughs> it was just. <sighs> it's just it's fields. Oh, like I went like, to St. Louis. Well, even when I pass through so on the highway, it's like city. fields, silo, house. People, people are just very different there. Yeah. Very like reserved and. But you know, Brad Pitt's in Missouri. Really? But, yeah. Didn't know that. Brr. Um, so yeah, that was my favorite part of the book. I don't think you told us your, what is going on over there? <laughs> put that on silent, Lacey. We're doing a podcast. I'll put it on silent. Everybody's messaging me. Tell them to chill. Come back. No, no, coming back. We're talking uh, about clowns and cornfields. I don't want to play games right now, guys. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you didn't say your favorite part of the book. Um, I really liked it all. Um, I guess I'd have to say I liked the fact that I didn't think it was going to be like, a survival yeah. book yeah. like it turned into. Like, yeah. I thought it was just, you know, maybe a few would be in danger. No, like the whole yeah. teen population is trying to survive. <laughs> so, from the beginning of the book, there's this dynamic between the older people in the town and the kids in the town. And they are, they just really hate one another. They don't understand the kids living on the internet, putting their lives and their stupid pranks on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. So, like, there's a scene where right when Dr. Maybrook and Quinn, Quinn is the the girl that moved from Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. her dad is Dr. Maybrook, they go out to eat at, like, a diner, and everyone's, like, staring at her in the diner, and they, like, get quiet when two other kids walk up. And they're, like, it's such a strange dynamic that you know something's going to go down just from the way that they're acting. Yeah, because I remember that because her dad was introducing himself to yes. the, as he was walking to the restroom, yes. and they're just ignoring him and just death glaring his daughter. And how scary is it that these are the adults acting like this? So, you know, kids being kids, someone's out of town, and they decide to have a party in their barn, and then that's when these killer clowns start coming. So we'll go to the next question. What was your least favorite part of the book? I didn't have any. Okay, if I... If I had anything negative to say, it would be the couple times that it flips so suddenly from, like, Quinn's perspective to her dad's or to, like, the town meetings. But it's not, it's not bad. It's just so that you can get their side of things I thought about that, happening. too. Because I was like, oh, it's, like, not, but it was never really, it's kind of like a third person's telling the story. Because if you look at, like, the the language that it uses, it's not really like she saying 
or think it's just like a third person saying, well, Quinn felt this way or so. Yeah, it does kind of jump from it's not a lot, but um, it does happen. And it's like and then all of a sudden it'll be someone else's perspective. And you're like, huh. But it is consistent that the entire time it's like a third person telling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I could see that why that would be your least favorite part. Um, my least favorite part. I wrote down a lot of a lot of things to talk about. Um, gosh, this is cheesy, but I really don't think I can find a least favorite part. It was hard. It's hard. Even the flipping isn't really a. a a least favorite part for me because I didn't mind it and it was so that we could see a different perspective yeah. as you know all the kids are dying you know what is her father going through okay I'll use this as my least favorite part it's actually really funny so the quote is from the book and it says but Victoria was fixing to do it all in one night in one stunt so is Adam Caesar from the South? Because that is the most Southern thing. That's the way we say it. Fixing. Um, I'm fixing to go People to used to make fun of President George W. Bush for saying fixing because he's from Texas. Um, it's not something that people from up north no. say. No. So it actually is in the dictionary now. It used really? to not be. Yes. So the definition of fixing, this is from Google, is the process of deciding or planning something or the action of fastening something in place. It says that it's mostly used in the southern U.S., Appalachia, and it's a verb meaning going to, preparing to, or about to. So, it's in the dictionary now. It's that's legitimate, legit. but I remember, like, growing up, my teachers were like, do not use that. Yeah. Like, that's not I, I don't use it because I... Because it's not that. correct. No. But, I always say I'm about to or... But, yeah. I do use gonna a lot more, <laughs> but... Yeah, I do, too. So, that was... I'll, I'll use that as my least favorite part. Um, was it a fast or slow read and why? It was fast. It's very fast. So fast. Because I, mean, I didn't want to put it down, like, right. all the scenes leading up to what's happening. Yes. And, and it's very fast-paced and, like, yes. you're reading it and you don't even realize, like, how much you've read. No. Um, I went and got a pedicure Thursday and I took it with me and I... Read like 150 pages just, just like that in the time of yeah. getting my pedicure. So, also, once it gets to a certain point at the party where things start going down, it's just non stop happening, happening, happening. It never stops. You're not going to want to stop. No, because it. It, like, it, it wasn't slow getting to the first death, but even then, like, after that first death, I was like, oh my goodness. And it's I just kept like turning and turning time. and turning. Yep. Um, so. Which event, scene, character has stuck with you the most? Hmm. Probably the burning barn. Okay. And yeah. how they had just so ruthlessly like put all of the students in yeah. the burning barn and were shooting them as they came out to yeah. escape. So the killing starts, um, it starts slow. It starts at Tucker's house. Where his mom is gone, and he's, like, trying to get a ride to the party, and a clown attacks him, and it is so gory. Um, I would say those scenes, like, it, it literally talks about, like, sticking the knife in. Yeah, how it coming squelches out. coming yep. out, and yeah. It's very detailed. If you're squeamish, it's probably not the book for Why you. Was he the first dad? I thought there was somebody before Oh, him. the mayor was the first. The mayor. The mayor yeah, was the first. Yeah, coming out of the meeting. Yes. That's what it was. Tucker's the first kid. Right. 
And they just off the mayor because they didn't like him. But Because they all wanted to be in. Well, we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. So after Tucker, then at the party, um, Janet and Quinn, like, go outside because it was really hot in the barn or whatever. Yeah. And then this freaking clown comes out the damn cornfield with a crossbow it's and just starts shooting. offing kids. And then, so people are, like, still partying, and they're like, hey, everyone run. So then the clown, and then you find out there's more clowns, starts, like, locking them in the barn and setting it on fire. And then, like he said, shooting them as they're trying to escape. Yep. It was horrific. It was. Um, Of course, badass Rustin. Russ, Russ shows up with Ooh. a bag of fucking guns and ammo and like, Russ. God, he like starts arming his friends. He's the yeah. hero of the story. Yeah. Okay. Um, what did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? No standout vocabulary or sentences, but I thought the writing was fantastic. I, I thought liked it, was, it. I thought it was descriptive where it needed yes. to be. It was fast where it needed to be. It was smooth. I loved it. I like that. Um, I wrote down this one quote for the writing. Um, while they were out furniture shopping, maybe they pick up a blowtorch and some accelerant too. <laughs> I'm like, it's just so sarcastic. It's like yeah. some shit that I would say, but this was describing Quinn's feelings toward her new house. Um, so, yeah, I really liked the writing. It was very descriptive, like you said. Really good at explaining, like, setting up the scene because you're obviously not watching a movie, but you have to, like, picture everything that's going on and stuff like that. So, that was good. Um, would you want to read another book by the author? Yes. I don't wonder if he has any other books. I, I'm pretty sure he does, and I think he maybe set this one up as there may be a second because of the way it ends, we'll get there. Yeah, let me. I'm pulling him up on Goodreads. Let's see. I'm pretty sure he does because I think it says in the back flap. I think oh, it I does. Looked. Oh my gosh, that was like the inside of my body. I'm sorry. <laughs> it sounded like a burp, but it was not a burp. Yeah, he has a ton of books. He has yeah. Video Night, Tribesmen, The Con Season, the first one you expect. Oh my god, he has a ton of books. How and I'll never... definitely be reading more, especially if they're scary. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I would want to read another book. Here's my here's the thing. Let me let me gather my thoughts here because I also wrote down. Um, I'm very surprised that this is a young adult book. Yes, yes, because who decided that? Did he write it and say, "Hey, this is going to be a young adult book," or did the publisher like, "Hey, this is about teenagers, so we should really market this." Two teens. Because when There's I think a lot of, of drinking, adult, it's like twelve years old. Yeah. I like how old is your son? He's eleven. Would you let him read this? No. I think it's. I think it doesn't need to be marketed as young adult. No. It is so gory. The movie would be rated R for sure, and R is yeah. seventeen and up. Yep. I don't know. Maybe they need to make like a subgenre, <laughs> like young adult. Teenagers, like over adult. eighteen young adults. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because yeah, I I agree. Because it was, I mean, it's not that gory for me, but I watch all the gory stuff, and I'm not that young. But yeah. there was a lot of alcohol. Yeah, there's in a this ton. book, it's like a typical high school slasher flick. You know, they're yeah. having sex, they're drinking at parties, but it's saying that they're drinking like every time. They're oh doing yeah, all Cole was getting drunk because right. his sister dies the first chapter. Yeah. They're at, like, a party at the reservoir, and she tries to jump off the ledge and hits her head and dies. So he's, like, 
an alcoholic and he's causing all this trouble and he burns down his dad's empty factory. But he's like 16, 17 yeah. alcoholic. Yeah, like, but that's... he's also a rich kid. Yeah, but And you know still, they get in trouble. I mean, I know our kids are more advanced nowadays than we were and they probably do talk about drinking and stuff and vaping and all that crap, you know, but yeah. it's, I still don't want to push it. I agree. I, it was very, it's, the contents are very older yeah. than these characters that are portraying. Right. Them. I agree. Um, one thing that kind of caught me, so after, after like the mayor dies, I was really surprised because I thought this was going to be like a paranormal story. Um, I did too. I got that feeling too. Yeah, but it's a slasher story, which is fine. Scream's like one of my favorite movies. It's just like not what I was expecting. And I even wrote pretty early on at the mayor's death. I was like, the sheriff set him up because they're in that town hall meeting and the sheriff's like trying to deputize people. But like not it's the, the mayor. old west, but apparently there's some rule that the mayor can't be in on it. So he's like, "Well, then you're gonna have to leave, mayor. Like the mayor's gonna leave his own town hall yeah. meeting." So that's when I knew the sheriff was up to something. Yeah, yeah, it was fishy all um, over. I'd another, be like, you know what? I'm gonna put you in this position. Hell yeah. <laughs> another thing I thought was hilarious was they have um, flyers that say "Make Kettle Springs Great Again," mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wrote I down, that. "Oh shit, Trump has made it to Kettle mm. Springs, Missouri." Well, that's what it said. It said that, you know, that I can't remember what it referenced. It said that there was some, oh, it was Lyft. It was Lyft or Uber because they were talking about her coming home from that party if she drank anything. And it said that they hadn't, Lyft and Uber hasn't, hasn't made, made it, it there. They're like, but, but look who it has. Yeah, look what has. Make America, or make Kettle Springs great again. Also, um, the name too. of the town really made me want some kettle chips. Right? Or some popcorn? <laughs> yes. I was like, man, I really want some of those Miss Vicky's kettle chips. Kettle corn. Like, it Ooh. sounds so good. Um, but yeah, the writing really does play out like a movie. Yeah. You get the tragic event at the beginning. Um, then it fast forwards through time where shit starts happening again. You got the kids. You got a party. I mean. It's never It's stopping. classic. It's classic. And it's a real page turner. Um, next question. Did the reading, did reading the book impact your mood in any way? How and where? I got a little giddy. <laughs> There's one part. Like, just all the ways that, like, oh, just all the ways that Mr. Caesar came up with some of yeah. his, like, deaths and, yes. like, situations where, like, you get fingers shot off or, like, yes. you know. So, when the party starts, um, Dr. Maybrook gets kidnapped and literally wakes up in a pile of shit. And corn, decaying corn, and there's another dead body in the The doctor, pile. previous doctor, that just disappeared. Yes. Um, if I'm digging myself out of a pile of shit, I'm not going to scream for help. No. Which he immediately starts doing. Like, yeah. someone put you there, bro. I'm going to find a way out. Okay. Or try. Also, when he pulls the dead body out of the corn, that's the previous doctor. Yeah. The mouse crawling out of the dead dude's mouth dude. was probably the most disgusting scene we have ever read in a book on this podcast. Dude, yeah, because it's... Worse like, than the snakes from yeah, the ceiling. Yeah, he thought... Because the, cause he the thought he was still thought alive. He was alive. No, it's a mouse crawling out of his mouth that has been... That was like chewing. the cherry on top of the Sunday right there, Mr. Caesar. <laughs> Kudos <laughs> to you. So then he's in this room, and it's like there's a camera and a digital voice, and I'm like, okay, that sounds like Saw. Yeah. I got major Saw vibes yes. from that. So maybe Adam's like taking some of his favorite, you know, I influences and throwing it in there. That was cool. I am here for it. Um, so on page two seventeen, we told you about the crossbow. 
we find out that the clown with the crossbow was the science teacher. Yep. Which at this point I put, but I don't think he's working alone. So the science teacher, when Quinn first gets there, there it's like her first class of the day, her first day yeah. of school. And he just starts like beefing with what? Janet, Cole, Matt, Ronnie. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, he like kicks them out of class and lumps Quinn in with them because she asked like one. He, this no, no, she didn't even ask dick. a question. She giggled because Oh, she yeah, you're right. She giggled. And he's like, you can get out with them and y'all, none of y'all can come you to Founders Day. So he was a total like, bro, I don't even know dick. these kids. No, I don't think it's funny. I think I'm I think I'm in an awkward position, right. man. And he's out there with the crossbow taking these kids oh, out. Oh my gosh. Like, shit. Um, that was wild, yeah. So after How much hate do you have to have for your students? How did he die? They shot him, right? Shot him. Because Quinn shot him, Russ yeah. was Quinn's neighbor who she met like while walking to school. And she ran into at the party, and she tried. So Cole's the popular rich kid whose sister died at the beginning, and all the girls like him. Janet likes him. Ronnie likes him. Quinn's like, wow, he's really cute. Um, Rust is her neighbor. Rust is her neighbor. They call him redneck hick or whatever, you know. And apparently you find out that he and Cole were, like, childhood best friends, but now they are no longer friends. And Cole's, like, trying to – he's like, hey, man, we should, like, Come hang out with us. And Russ is like, no thanks. Whatever. So you're like, okay, there's a story there. Which you find out later. But when shit starts going down, Redneck Russ pulls that bag out his truck. Yep. He gives a gun to Quinn. Gives a gun to Janet. Which Janet's been shot with a crossbow. So yeah. Quinn's trying to keep her alive because her dad is the doctor. And she's like, alright, we gotta do this. She could bleed to death. So they pull the arrow out. And like Russ, who was a Boy Scout, puts the belt over her. To keep it from bleeding. Yeah, they pack it. They give it, her a gun. Pull a tourniquet on it. Yeah, leave her get... in the cornfield so they can go try mm-hmm. to help some of those kids. That's when they realize there's more clowns. Well, actually, Janet. Janet hears them. While she's hiding in the yeah. cornfield, Janet she's like. Janet passes out, comes oh to, and she hears adults talking. Because they're, like, her. talking logistics. Yes. And so she tries to go warn them. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most gruesome death oh, in this yeah. book. <laughs> Janet's running back up, and one of these clowns they're all these adults in the town addressed as these clowns has like a circular saw yes and like first he goes across her chest which she's still going but then he like cuts her, her head, head off. off this is why this book is not young adults no. cuts it clean off and it talks about like her uh, head falling before yes her body and people like seeing her face in the ground <laughs> oh my god it was crazy um so it's then great. after that happens Cole and Ronnie and Matt were in the old silo. Yeah, they ran into the silo, locked, locked the door. In. And Quinn and Rust somehow, I forgot, wind up in there with them. Rust is like the brain of the operations. He's like, there's a way out of here. There's a way we can get out. And he finds this like box of dynamite basically on like a suicide mission and sends them through the tunnel to get out. And he blows this silo blows this out the ground. Uh, like there's a crater where the silo Yeah, they said be. the corn had like blown away <laughs> yes, from the silo. All the stalks were now like laying yeah. down. Um, so he saves the day. Um, they had also, I think, oh yeah, Rush shot the lock off the barn mm-hmm. to let some of the kids out. So they're going through the tunnel and they wind up on the road where this guy, they're like trying to get a ride and he's like... <laughs> There's some shit going on here. Yeah, I'm not falling for it. I mean, it. honestly, who would... You stop, you see two kids in clown costumes. Bloody. 
other two kids, one of them's carrying a gun. And you're by yourself. You're like, I'm about to get killed. Yeah. I don't blame like, that they're dude. They're like, nothing's wrong. Nothing wrong. Nothing's wrong. Well, then all of a sudden, this other guy taps on the passenger door like, let us the fuck in. Yeah. <laughs> like pulling on the mirror and the dude's like, um, I don't no, want any I'm part here. of this. I'm like, out of here. <laughs> um, so then the sheriff shows up with his light blazing Ugh. and they're like, oh, thank God the sheriff's here, which I knew. I knew. When he pulled up, I'm like, he is not uh-uh. here to save the day. I don't know how they didn't know because he was sweating. Right. You know, he was real quick to jump on. They noticed he had a wound mm-hmm. because he had been dressed up earlier and accidentally got shot. Yep. He grabs Cole, throws him in the car. Matt and Ronnie, you find out, are in on it because they take Quinn to go I kill so her. I was, well, listen, I was so mad. I knew Ronnie was there shady. Was somebody, that yeah, she was shady because they were both in there like, no, we got to save ourselves. Like, right. I want to save some of these people. Yeah, when they locked themselves in the silo, Cole kept trying to open the door and they were like, no, because their job was to keep Cole safe because the sheriff came to get him. We'll tell you why. Yeah. They wouldn't let anyone else in there. They wouldn't try to help anyone. They were assholes. They were. Ugh. Even when she told Quinn, she's like, let me have the gun. Like, I'm, I'm, the, I was missing I'm the, the best pedal springs shooter. rifle. Like, I think my, uh, I think my response would have been a little, little less dignified than Honestly, Quinn's. I probably would have, like, <sighs> I probably would have just shot her for that comment, probably, to I probably be honest. shot her in the leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> she was such a bee. Um, so yeah, you find out Adam and Ronnie have been in on it. Or Adam. Matt. Matt. Sorry, Adam author. <laughs> Matt had been in on it, and um, they're, like, running to the house because the house of the people that owned that field were gone, but they were, like, we can get to the house, but maybe there's a phone, maybe there's a car or something. So Quinn, like, trying to – actually, he carried her because he thought she was passed out, but she wasn't passed out, mm-hmm. remember? And she, like, blows his ear and hand off. Yeah, well, because they they were supposed to kill her yeah. but not shoot her because they were going to set her up for part of – the whole reason they were really doing this. Yeah. But she was in a pit of kids that were dead from the party. Yes. When they were arguing, when Ronnie and Matt were arguing over whose uniform they were going to take off to put mm-hmm. on Quinn to set her up as part of They were trying family. to make her look like Cole's accomplice. Yeah. Because ultimately, all of these adults were trying to pin this on Cole since he was troubled. You know, his sister died. Yeah. He was an alcoholic. They were going to make it a love triangle. Yes. They were also going to pin Rust in there, too. Yes. Um... So that was like their job, mm-hmm. um, which of course she gets away. She goes to the house. She is Quinn. She's a badass. such a badass. But she came from Philly. Like she's got those street smarts, you yeah. know, those instincts. Because I would have stopped and thrown up in the middle of the cornfield running. <laughs> so she gets to the house and there's like already a dead clown there that was from the explosion that had mm-hmm. like made it to the house and then died. But then Ronnie shows up. I think her death is pretty gruesome, too. Yeah. Because Quinn finds, like, a cleaver in the kitchen. Because these pe- it says that these people go on this trip every year. It's like this agricultural Their RV trip. thing. Yeah. And they just stay in their RV. So they knew they were going to be gone for a while. So she knew no one was home. So she sees a cleaver and grabs it. And Ronnie comes in trying to kill her. And she, like, slices that cleaver. Like, kind of yeah. scalps her, but in the middle of her brain. Yeah. So nasty. So good. Uh, and then she kills Matt because he rolls in in like his little car, and she's trying to drive that truck, which is a stick. Which I would be, I don't know. I would too. Stick. But she was too. She just kind of did it. And she pins his head between the two bumpers, and it like explodes. <laughs> I'm telling you, this shit's like a movie. It was so good. I know. Um. So, good. so also, I think truck sticks. The old ones are different because I think the 
It was in the, like the shifters middle. up by the wheel. By Is the it? yes. Maybe it's it not was. down in the middle like a regular car. Well, see, I saw the old trucks that we used to have used to have them down here, but I yeah. think there was on the cars or something they were on top. Yes. So I think that was another reason. She, but I was telling Steve this morning, I was like, bro, we need to learn how to drive a stick. Yeah. In case there's ever a situation. In case. So after this happens, she gets into Matt's car because she's like, well, this is an automatic, even though it's falling apart because he crashed it. Um, she's like, I got to go save Cole. Um, no. My first thought would be like, I need to go to the next town and call them FBI to get out but, here. Not go but, save Cole by myself. But I don't even know how many more uh, you know shells are in the shotgun. You know the FBI Someone knows the FBI's you number. you can't call 911. Mary on it, too. That's why you gotta go to the next town. You better <laughs> go to the next town, find the cop, and be like, get the FBI out here. Quick. That's what I would do. But no, but she goes to the abandoned factory to save Cole. I probably would have, too, though, because he was still in danger. But she was by herself. She didn't even know how many shells were left in that shotgun. She was a suicide she, mission. She, yeah, but she pretty much thought she was dead that night anyway with she all those did. clowns. And then come to find out, you realize they've kidnapped the dad, who's the doctor, to tend to their wounded. Ooh, so, like, yeah. when the waitress, who was dressed up as one of the clowns, gets her hands blown off, they take her back to him, and they're like, save her. And they give him, like, a first, like a little first aid kit. And, he's and like, his hands are all dirty from all like, the corn Yeah, because he's still. been in the rat shit in the corn. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want me to do with this? He's like, even if I save her, she's going to be infected. And they're like, well, if you don't save her, then you're dead. And so he, like... Tries to save her, but then he realizes no one's watching him because he hears, like, commotion. Mm -hmm. Genius. So he puts on her clown suit to sneak out. And I'm like, yeah, Genius. I would have cell, too. Yeah, for real. Um, so then Quinn goes to the factory to save Cole, which his own father, father. is in on this, trying to hang him. From the like rafters of this warehouse with a little suicide note, yes, tucked in his pocket. to make it look like he killed all these kids. So Quinn shows up and shoots his dad, and she's like fighting with everyone. And then uh, this big truck comes through, and guess what? Rust isn't dead. No, we thought he blew up, but he he. he I squealed when he rolled up. I, I was did like, too. Oh my god! Because I thought alive. he was doing that too. big explosion. I thought he was D E A D dead. Yeah. He shows up, saves the day. Yeah. They kill all the clowns. The like, end. Cole's own dad orchestrated this. Because supposedly. That's cold. But supposedly it was Cole's fault that his mother died of cancer. Which is not. And it was Cole's fault that his sister died in a freak accident from jumping. Because she decided in, to jump. Yeah. Uh, whatever for Instagram likes. That's her business. Not yeah. Cole's. <laughs> what could he have done? You know? Then you find out. When Russ tries to get Cole down from hanging, he she thought Russ was giving Cole CPR, but they were kissing. They were yeah. in love with each other, and Aww. that's why their friendship ended. Huge twist. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. It's like, these are the kind of characters we need. We, like, you would never see we that in a slasher movie, no. and we need, we need them. Yes. It was because awesome. <laughs> It wasn't like Quinn and Cole ended up together. No, and Rust I was, and Cole ended up together. I was wondering about that because Cole never flirted. No, he never. No, he did not. Never. But all the girls were crazy. But all him. the girls were crazy for him. Another thing I would like to know, Adam, if you're listening, Rust Cole is the name of Matthew McConaughey's character in True Detective. So did you take that from True Detective? Are you a True Detective <laughs> fan? Because I was sitting there telling Steve and he's like, so our dog's name is Rusty. Because of that show. That's where Steve got his name from. 
And I was like, hey. And Steve's like, well, that's Matthew McConaughey's name in True Detective. And I was like, holy shit, it is. And his name was actually Rustin Cole in the show. So, Adam, did you? Well, Cole's full name, too, is Colton. Colton. So, Rustin and Colton. Yeah. Did you take those names from True did Detective? You? That's tight. That's a bad. <laughs> Listen, have you watched True Detective? No. Lacey, are you serious? I haven't. Dude, it is so amazing. Don't watch season two. It sucks. <laughs> season one, Matthew McConaughey season and Woody and Harrelson. Stop. Yeah, season one and stop. <laughs> it's like a... um. It's like one of those shows. It's not an anthology where they keep using the same people, but it's a different story oh, okay. every season. Gotcha. So you can watch season one and get their entire story and ending. Yeah. It's incredible. You have to watch it. Okay, so back to our book. Um, back to our questions because we just went off. We love this book so yeah. much. So good. Uh, next question. What surprised you most? I would say that Rust and Cole are boyfriends. I was not expecting that. I it's think, a good surprise. I think my my like my biggest surprise was that the whole town, the whole was in town. on it. The whole okay. town were clowns. I kind of because they also made several comments about like your whole generation sucks. Da 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 da. It totally made me think of the beef between like boomers and millennials. Yes. How much they hate yes. each other. Which these kids are not millennials. They're no. They're what's the next Gen one? Z. Yeah. But it was very, I felt like, symbolic of that. Yeah. Like, they just hate each other. But, yeah, the whole, every adult in this town. town. Janet's own stepdad. Yeah. Was one of the damn clowns. Oh, my goodness. Like, how much do you hate your your stepdaughter? Yeah. And you know she's a primary target. Oh, yes, that she was. And she even said that several times. I feel like they're shooting at me. Yeah. Damn, Mm -hmm. that was crazy. Um, Which she overheard when she was passed out in the cornfield before she warned everybody mm-hmm. that she was one of the primary targets. Yeah, because they said something like mm-hmm. exactly that. Yeah. Um, how did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? Ooh. I hope he writes another one. Yeah, because like the, the epilogue he, is... Yeah, he... Okay, so... They say that they never found Cole's dad's body. Yeah. They confirmed there was blood and there was enough blood that he wouldn't have survived. But so they declared him dead, and Cole now has an inheritance. But he's still alive on a plane to Cuba. <laughs> yeah, and it says that you know you can do anything and stay out of jail and go anywhere when you have enough money. And he kept enough cash on hand. Mm-hmm. But how much did Cuba have much cash on hand? Rich people problems. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've never been that rich. Funnel it into different offshore accounts. You can't do that if you're having cash on hand because Cole would have inherited everything. Everything. Not if you don't know about these that's accounts. True. That's true. Offshore, yeah, you're right. And um, yeah. then he decides to kill the pilot because the pilot recognizes him. Mm-hmm. And so he puts on a clown costume and it says, like, if you want to get something done, you got to do, do it, it yourself. You um, because apparently there's no extradition from Cuba to the U.S. Even though Ned, they've now lifted it to where you can actually, like, travel to Cuba. I don't think they can extradite you. So I guess that's why he picked Cuba. But he's going to be back for his son. But he's going to be back. That would make a great sequel. It would. Oh, here's here's the issue I have. Um, after all this happened, Quinn decides to stay in this BFE town. I wouldn't. No. I got no boyfriend. I hadn't grown up there. I've gone through a trauma here with yeah. clowns. I'll go. And I can still see a clown from my I window. am not staying in this town. No. I'm going back to where no. I am from. Goodbye. Like, that's the first thing you got to do. Like, people that get, like, attacked and stuff, they move out of their house because it's, like, 
triggers PTSD. You. Yeah, yes, you to. I'm not gonna stay there. That was weird to me. She's like, "Well, we've shed our blood. It's our town now." I'm like, fuck that. Shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you not. know, I guess it wasn't really her decision either because she couldn't move without her dad. So yeah, and her dad decides to run for mayor. <laughs> um, I probably would too. At least we'd be safer. <laughs> How did the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? If you I thought give, it was perfect. I, I agree. I wouldn't I mean, it's it. it's very literal. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. Um, is the book overrated or underrated? I think it's underrated. I do, too, because it only has, like, three point something stars on Goodreads. Yeah. And it is way more entertaining than that. I think it looks like a five. I think I'm going to say... No, I'm going to give it a five. Because I'm going to reread this. Thing. I'm going to give it four stars on Goodreads, because you can't do halves. I wish you could. I but it would probably be like 4.5 yeah. in my life. That's what I would do if it wasn't Goodreads would be 4.5. Yeah. But. It was good. Um, Who did you cast? Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was also hard to cast because they're are not was. like over, they're not overly descriptive of the characters. It was. Okay. So. There's also a ton of characters yes a ton which can sometimes be hard to keep up with but i think it was okay in this one because a lot of them die <laughs> yeah i don't think it's too much um so i've got samara weaving as quinn who is that she was in the latest like did you ever watch the babysitter not the babysitter's club but the show me her picture the, oh yeah that's easy the name sounds familiar. You'll know. And this was for Quinn. Sorry, I'm yes, just moving on the couch and I slurped my. I'm drinking a frappuccino from Starbucks right now. Just a lot of silence. Lacey's typing. There. <laughs> so she was in The Babysitter. I haven't watched that yet. It's on my list, though. It's good. I have a lot. I also want to watch that Emily in Paris. Oh, she's very... Wait a minute. This girl looks familiar. She's very yeah. pretty. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen her and stuff. Um, I'm a, I'm clicking on this IMDb yeah, on your phone because I want to see what do you know her from. Um, she's Australian. Let's see. Oh, yeah. She's in that movie Ready or Not. I haven't watched it, but... um. Like where she marries this dude and then they gotta like stay alive, kill each other or something, or yeah, go against his family. Like, it yeah, looks yeah. like a good movie. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So for my Quinn, sometimes I pick like I know she's the actress is too old, but this is who I pictured: but the honestly, chick from Friday Night Lights with the bangs. I think her name is like Amy Teagard. She was also in Scream Five. Let me look her up. Yeah, Amy T. Garden. She oh, she's only thirty one. Sometimes her. Okay. You see the bangs? Yeah. yeah That's what I, I pictured. Um, funny enough, Lacey and I realized before we started recording that we picked the same guy for Cole. Same guy. And I went. She like threw. She said his real name, and I was like, oh, I just got the chills because that's who I picked <laughs> for Cole too. What's his name? Noah Centennial. He's so cute. From To All the Boys Centennial. I To All the Boys I Loved Before yes. and a few other Netflix movies. He's so, He's yeah. so cute. He'd be so perfect. Um, who'd you pick for Rust? Rust? He was hard. He was hard. And there were several people I pictured. It doesn't really talk about his no. features at all. Mm-mm. But I chose Hunter Parrish. 
Then what's he from? He was the son on weeds. But mm. I, he was also apparently in Ratchet, and I didn't even know. But oh. I was thinking of um, the youngest Hemsworth, uh, Gale. Yeah. I was like, he'd make that a good rest. Good, yeah. Especially all the guns and, like, the know-how, you know? Um, Janet. Janet. I've got. I picked the chick from To All the Boys I Loved Before. And I've got Karen Fukuhara. Where's she from? She was in The Boys. Oh, she's She's the... in Suicide Squad. And she's in... She's in Suicide Squad? Yeah, that's what Who is she in Suicide Squad? I don't know. Let's find out. Um, so the... I can't... I just can't believe I can't think of her name from To All the Boys I Loved Before. Isn't it Lena... Condor. Lena Condor is who I picked for Janet. Um, Who did you pick for Dr. Maybrook? I've got... I love my... I think this is maybe one of... Peter Fascinelli. Okay. That's (laughs) that's a good one. He can do funny. So I picked Jason Bateman. Yeah. Okay. He's dad. He looks like a dad. He's funny. I don't know if I could picture him as a doctor. Oh, he definitely could pull off being a doctor. (laughs) He's so funny um that was the only people did you cast anyone else that was all I. yeah i've got matt is taryn egerton eggsy yeah from what's that movie called the kingsman listen eggsy's elton john now he cannot do a slasher yes like no anything (laughs) i mean he could do anything but would he do it yes he would totally do it he's a little short to be matt what that's it was it Matt that they mentioned was short and squatty or was it the first guy that died? I think the first guy that died was like a lineman or something, so he was like huge. So this one should have been short and squatty, yeah. Okay, I could see it. And then I've got Ronnie as Sayorsi Ronan. Okay, I did pick Ronnie. Um I picked the chick from Riverdale that plays Betty. Okay. What's her name? I don't know. Wow, I'm really bad. I'm sorry. I should have gotten the her one name. of state and one of the brothers. Yeah, but they broke up. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that. But yeah, this is uh, so this is my Ronnie Sayorsi. She was in my Lovely Bones, and I could I can see it. I don't know. I, I feel can see like the crazy in her. Yeah, she is. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Lily Reinhardt. That was my Ronnie. Ah, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Because she can be crazy. Yeah. Have you seen Riverdale? Yeah. Because she's the Spoiler alert, daughter of the Black Hood. Yeah. <laughs> she could do it. Um, she could. So, next question. Did it remind you of any other books? Or is no. it an original idea? I thought it was original. It didn't remind me of any other books. No. But there were definitely influences yes. that you could, like, saw and other slasher mm-hmm. things. It follows the, it, it's a genre and there's a particular formula that they follow. So. Yeah. But it was great. It was Fantastic. great. Um... Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? Was it impactful to you? I think I'll remember it, yeah. I'll remember it. Yeah, Next time I see a clown. I'm... Oh, by the way, <laughs> speaking of clowns, um, Casey, also known as at Booked Bandit, one of our Insta mm-hmm. followers, is pissed at you for picking this. <laughs> she apparently, clowns is like it for her. And she was like, damn it, but she's still reading it. Yeah. And her husband, her husband is the Jim Cutie that we mentioned. She sent in her story about the craziest thing she did. Aww. He's reading it too. 
Good. So they're still reading it. Um, but yeah, the whole time I was reading it, I was like, Casey, I am so sorry for so this. Because clowns are her biggest thing. And this book is full of clowns. I don't like clowns much. Either, but they don't, <laughs> they don't bother me as much as they used to. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm so sorry. Are you going to reread it? Yes. Okay. I don't reread, but I will definitely see a movie because oh, I feel going, like this is, someone's going to pick it up. This book is going on my shelf. It's not going in my, in my box to be sold. <laughs> Are there any any lingering questions or plot holes that you're still thinking about? No. I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to read you. This is another one of our Insta friends, at Thriller book obsessed her name is Sharon she wrote a review on this so I didn't read it before I read the book because I didn't want any spoilers so here's what she said she said I just freaking love this book it's a nod to 80 slasher films it's set in a small town surrounded by cornfields where we follow Quinn and her dad Quinn's dad is a doctor and they relocate to Kettle Springs where he's going to take over the local practice The town is having its annual Founders Day celebration, which will be followed by a huge party at a farm that the high school kids attend. At the height of the party, a girl stumbles out of the cornfield and has an arrow sticking out of her back. While Quinn looks on with shock and disbelief, she sees a clown coming out of the cornfield as well. Not just any clown, it's Frendo the clown, the town's mascot. Frendo has a bow and arrow and he takes aim at Quinn. She quickly runs for cover, then she sees the unthinkable. Frendo's not alone. There's a whole army of Frendos manically running out from every direction and armed with weapons who would kill a bunch of high school kids what could they have possibly done to find themselves in the center of a huge massacre this book is just what i needed this was such a fun read and it really did deliver i admit it was i was a little apprehensive at first because it's young adult and i don't read young adult Mm -hmm. this book didn't read young adult to me only the fact that the kids were in high school. Other than that, it was a classic slasher story with all of the fall, spooky, Halloween feels. I highly recommend this. And she gave it knives. She gave it five out of five yes. butcher knives. Yes. <laughs> That's a really good review and synopsis. We should have her give our synopsis. We should. <laughs> have her write our little Very synopsis. concise. <laughs> I did think of just a little plot hole-ish maybe question just now while I was listening you read that is why did they have all of these weapons and not guns? Like, they never explained. Oh, because it does say ballistics. They didn't want someone to come in and investigate and figure out through ballistics that it wasn't really Cole but and Quinn doing it. they would have figured that it. out through ballistics anyway. When some had arrow shot, some were, you know, sliced, some were, you know, decapitated. I mean, like, but there's teenager, no gunpowder residue. That's true, but a teenager wouldn't come in and use 15 different weapons. If they're crazy, hell yeah, they would. Have Maybe you seen Scream? Because I have. Yeah, but Scream's not a real life event. <laughs> <laughs> that, But that's why. That's why they didn't use guns. Maybe so. Which is so badass when Rush shows up with all these guns. With all these guns, like, we're going to blow you away. And he, like, had them locked in his truck. And he said that they tried to break in and get them, but he had it locked. So they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And the ammo was in, like, a box under his truck. Because he was, like, big into hunting. But if they had, you know, if they tried, if they had all these weapons and they tried to get into his gun cabinet, nobody thought to bring, you know, bolt cutters or anything. Come on That's a good, yeah, that's a good idea. There's a lot of things that I was like... No, don't do that. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. No, not really any plot holes. Or no, anything. N- no, none other than that. I just couldn't make sense. Well, I guess, I guess 
they didn't expect them to find the bodies because they were burning the barn, which is why yes. they were burning the barn, which yes. makes more sense to me now. Yeah. They were trying to just cover their tracks. Yeah, and... but still, I mean. Oh, I did catch the sheriff. I pictured um Sam Elliott, the oh. big white mustache. Oh, yeah. I forgot to cast the sheriff, and he's such a big part. Yeah. Okay. I knew so, he was bad from the get-go. If I could go she's back thinking. Time, <laughs> if I could go back in time and pluck him and put him in here, the villain from Terminator. Okay, I've never seen the Terminator. What? Does he have a mustache? <laughs> because the sheriff has to have a mustache. No, but he can grow a mustache. Okay, look this dude up. I gotta see what this dude looks like. I cannot. Steve. But Steve Elliott is like, Steven. he is his mustache. It is like part of him. Well, yeah, but he's a little old. To nah, be moving, he could still be a sheriff. To be moving that fast, though. Lacey, it's, he's in Lonesome Dove. He can do it, okay? I mean, not that I'm doubting. Sam, Sam Elliott's agent, Sam if Elliot's you're listening, treasure. I know he can do it. I can't believe you haven't <laughs> seen Terminator. Steven, you are failing on the came out before dude. I was born, bro. And I honestly, I don't think that's a movie but Steve's probably into. He should be. I may have seen, like, no, I haven't even seen bits and pieces of it. Is, Wait. Okay. The Terminator, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arnold. No, I have not seen it. Oh, the Bebop. Yeah. I've seen the one that, like, came out when we were kids, but only because I went to the movies with my parents. Was like, the third one or something like that? But wasn't there. I'm thinking of, um. Robocop. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, no. Isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger the bad guy in The Terminator? No, he's the good guy. I thought he's the one trying to kill that chick. No. So she doesn't give birth to this kid that's going to like save the world or well, some I mean, shit. maybe so, but he's the one that saves them all. What? Yeah. That's not how I saw that movie going. Yeah, he's the one that saves them all. Okay, that's good. Okay, she's showing me a picture. Oh, okay. He's young here. Yeah. But now he is... um. Oh my god, he's been in so much stuff. I, I know, can, but I can't remember his name. I can I'm picture to, his adult to, face. I'm trying to find his name so that I can... He is in... Oh, oh my god, it's coming Robert Patrick. He is in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. He is like the Secretary of State or something that they give the Halo rings to, but he's actually trying to sell them. He was in the X-Files, Walk the Line, the Marines. He's been in a lot of stuff I didn't even know. What else was he in? Mm. Faculty? Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the faculty. He's a little young to be the sheriff. The sheriff's old. Gangsters. He's old now. Gangster squad. I he's, think But he's, he's still not old enough. Old. Yes, he is. Nah. Look, look, look. Nah. And I'm telling you, that dude can't grow a stash. Look, look, look. He's old Yeah, he now. is old now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. That Yeah, he is really old in that one, for sure. He is evil enough to pull exactly. it off, for sure. Well, that is Clown in a Cornfield. You still have time. I mean, this is coming out Tuesday. Halloween's not until Saturday. Oh. Read it. Oh, so by the time this comes out, it's not going to be on. But I did post on our Instagram because today only, Clown and Corfield's only $2.99 in the Kindle store. Hey. So I posted it on our Instagram. By the time people hear this on Tuesday, it's not going to be $2.99. Sorry, but who cares? Reading. It's worth it. Pay it the full price. It. It's I'm so good. You it. have plenty of time to read it before Saturday mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Do it. Do it. Do it with the lights off at night Definitely. by yourself. Um, we have picked our next book. We did not vote this time. Thanksgiving. We're going with some different themes for the month of November. So the first book that we're going to read is Anxious People by Frederick Backman. 
which I've also been seeing on Instagram a ton. Never read a book by him. Um, kind of nervous because after I picked it, people were like, well, you either love his writing or you hate it. And I'm like, shit. So, Why do we keep doing this to ourselves on the podcast? we like it. It's 300 pages. So we'll see. I've heard it has a really good um, plot. So pick up your copy. You have two weeks from today to read Anxious People. Send us your reviews. Send us your thoughts. Send us your questions. To bookworms one podcast at gmail.com or instagram at two bookworms one podcast we'll see you next week for our talkie sold happy halloween bye guys little say bye